Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, welcome back to Bretton Cliff Flea Circus. My name is Cliff and you can hear me loud and clear, I hope. And I'm hoping I can hear this gentleman loud and clear on the other side of the video stream. Let's hope so. Introduce yourself, my friend. Uh, I am Brett and hopefully you can hear me. I Just can hear crystal you. Clear. you are well, that's good. Crisp. Frankie Crisp. crisp. <laughs> Frankie um, Crisp. Uh, have you grown a moustache? Because you look a bit like Neville Southall, did it? No, oh, well, he was a good goalkeeper. War Nev. You look like Neville Southall Nev. in three years' time. <laughs> I haven't grown a dash, but what the problem? You always mention that I am sitting in relative darkness, and uh, my beard is half grey now. So I have a, a grey beard and a black tash. So that's probably what you can see. I would think. Why are you always but, in the darkness, though? I don't understand. I just think it's the the lighting setup, if I, if I can call it that. Does it get you in, the in this room? It's the atmosphere well, yeah, yeah. that it creates. It does. It, I, I try and intimidate you. Well, I thought it put it made you a bit more sensual. Uh, well, uh, good, good. Then. I, uh, you know, I like that. <laughs> I'm a sensual man. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> I just wish. Hey, hey! I you, just wish you mentioned the, crisps. Yes. Have you seen that the Quavers have brought back the uh, the prawn cocktail? Christmas well, they haven't over there. here. I don't even think you can get Quavers here. So you've. Uh, I'm going to go to bed in turmoil tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I love them crisps. I didn't. The know other that. crisps. Have like. we got the dog yeah. back to to promote the <laughs> the dog? There was like a cartoon dog. That was the Quavers mascot, was wasn't there? it? No, great fella. Have I? T- have I- have I told you about my fascination with tomato crisps? No. Oh, right, I want to. We're going to talk a little bit about food because we've been having a bit of Twitter food stuffs uh-huh. uh, tweets today. Wait, but well, let's start. You tell us about your tomato crisps, and I'll I'll tell you my uh-huh. thoughts on them. Right. Well, I love tomato crisps. I, mean, I, I think it's a, a Christmas thing. Um, okay. My dad loves tomato Christmas. Eh, tomato Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> tomato crisps but they don't make them anymore they've stopped making them <laughs> tomato crisps tomato crisps <laughs> like like Russian Christmas is the January the 8th Russian Christmas is January the 8th tomato crisps is like March the 10th or something like that 
<laughs> where they all get together. <laughs> they do all the tomatoes yeah. for a big celebration. <laughs> I'll give you a leaf of basil this year. I'll really set you up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so at tomato Christmas, that's what we call it in this house anyway. If we if we do manage to get the tomato Christmas, because they stop making them. No, also, get, they, well, they keep doing that, you know, because well, I like I like this cider called Blood Orange Cider by okay. Bulmers. I okay. loved it. I drank it so much of blood it. Oranges? I turned orange. I I've never had one. Blood orange. Son. Oh, <laughs> it's stupid, isn't it? Because everybody knows blood's red. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Daft gets. So yeah, they stopped Maybe making that's that why as they well. took it off the shelves. Lads, we made a big mistake here. Because <laughs> they were it. Have any of them been sent out yet? <laughs> yeah, for we about a, a year. <laughs> <laughs> why did nobody say that orange is from a fucking orange? I <laughs> uh, so I, I think the moral of the story is that anything I like, they stopped making for some well, reason. Well, here you can send me some prawn cocktail quavers and I'll send you some tomato uh -huh. crisps because right I don't think it's I don't think it's too far I'm not going too far by saying that tomato crisps are rife in this place rife rife they always seem to be like if you go to Spain or whatever you can always get uh, I'm not crisps. I don't like them but a couple of the people in the office love them so they they often turn mm -hmm. up like when people bring uh like snacks and stuff in People often wow. bring tomato crisps. What's your worst for a crisp? Jump in your office. What's your worst, worst crisp? You're welcome. Um, plain, plain crisps. Really? Rubbish. Just salt. Rub. What's the point in them? Well, I like them, but I like them. They're good for like putting in a sandwich, aren't they? Nah, because you don't put crisps in sandwiches, because that's wrong. In a chicken. Do you sandwich? know what Wallace does? She puts pizzas in sandwiches. Well. We might as well say we asked some people, uh, well, we asked like some questions, ask us any daft questions again. Not many people got mm -hmm. back in touch this week, to be honest, but good old uh, Leon did. And Leon said, what is the mm -hmm. best thing to have between two slices of bread? And your wife says a slice of pizza. Yeah, slice of pizza. She has pizza sandwiches really, with vinegar. Really? Fucking hell. That's really, really stupid. Well, not, not according to her. She loves it. What's her favourite oh, thing? I, I think we should do get her on and talk to her about it one week. I'm, she I'm sure she's going to be over the moon. You've just called her stupid. I said the decision is stupid. <laughs> she's, oh, here she is. He's is just there? called you stupid. I haven't. Get her on. Get her on. She won. What are you going to say to her? No, you got to see. Lisa, oh, you need to defend yeah. you. Let her hear yeah. it. Well, what's Lisa? nothing wrong with the pizza sandwich? But with vinegar on. Salt and vinegar on the plate, and then I dip it in. Dip it in vinegar. Vinegar is not a dip. It's too loose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, goodbye. Okay, bye. I think that means I've won. I won that argument there because she retreated. So, you know. Yeah. She's just waiting her, outside. Just there. Uh... Tell him I can't afford foie gras. <laughs> she can't afford foie gras. I can gras. hear that as well as I can hear you. So that's all. Oh, right. well, that's all right. <laughs> I've, I've got some uh, some questions. All They've right. replied to me. Maybe they just keep away from you, Cliff. That's what I think. Okay, go on. So what was what was Leon's question? Leon, the best he had thing? Two, two questions. What was the best thing you can put between two slices of bread? Lisa right. thinks a pizza. You are wrong to say she put vinegar in the slices of bread. She puts it on uh -huh. the plate, and then the bread goes right. on the vinegar. What's your What's best thing between two slices of bread? Are we talking about the sex games? 
No, well, I was, I was decided I wasn't going to go down that route, <laughs> but you've done it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you, you knew I was going to say I that. I know, well, I thought I can't just make stupid jokes about that. It's so obvious. <laughs> not too obvious for you. <laughs> no, not too obvious for me. No, no way. I like, you know what I like? I like just a nice ham sandwich. Okay. I'm a very plain man. Talk me through the ham. Talk you through the ham. Yeah. Well, for one, I don't like to touch it. <laughs> well, we'll establish that. <laughs> <laughs> what do I've you do? A, get tweezers, tweezers with a, yeah, a slice yeah. of waffle thin ham. Just lay it on. Waffle. You, you know them tongs? Mm-hmm. I use I use a, a pair of tongs. Okay, that's what I use. So what is like? Yeah. What's the ham? Wafer thin ham from like a, a little packet from Asda, or are you getting it from the deli counter on the bone, off oh, the bone? No, no, <laughs> breaded? no, no, nothing not like a Christmas ham. <laughs> breaded? Or is it cured? No, is it fucking smoked? It, I don't purchase the ham. The wife purchases oh, the ham because she, which, because she picks the best cuts. Okay, she, well, it doesn't like a fatty ham. Okay, so yeah, well, I agree. I would peel the the ring of fat off if it was around the yeah. outer rim. She gets she gets the good stuff, and I will buy like the cheap stuff. So because okay. I'm up with that. I've but, got yeah, a place a for uh, all hams. To be honest, I, I can take the the cheapest way for thin stuff. I can take the expensive yeah. stuff, obviously. Um, yeah. But, I don't like no. the ones that are very slimy. Yeah, slimy I don't like ham. the slimy, and sometimes I've got yeah. a bit of like gristling. I don't like that. I don't. I don't. Yeah, that's no, that's no. when you know you've gone too cheap. When you, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you definitely. Surprisingly, are. it's not very nice when there's about a hundred tiny <laughs> thin slices in a packet for a quid. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not the best. It's not the best. What about you? Do you like piccalilli? Um, I don't mind it, but I've only found it in uh, later years. Yeah, me, me, that's another thing that my dad likes, and he also likes Hazlitt. Hazlitt is it's like yeah. pork, like brains and shit like that mashed up. Isn't I've it, got Hazlitt? no idea what it is. I think it's like Absolutely leftover no bits of pork after you've had the ham and then <laughs> molded into the shape of ham. <laughs> After the murders occurred, in there. After the murders occurred, all the bodies have been carved up and discarded of. If there's, <laughs> there's any like, left. if there's any debris that goes into Hazlitt, I think. <laughs> I thought that was beef burgers, like cow's eyes and that, and the beef burgers. Yeah, whatever, and whatever. Whatever. Nice, aren't man. they? Um, no, nice. Um, Who cares? A pie sandwich is obviously the best thing between two slices of bread. That that is stupid, Paul. <laughs> We get Lisa back. Um, yeah. a, a mince pie sandwich, buttered bread, bit of brown Stupid. sauce, and a bag of crisps on the, well, opened and just decanted onto the side of the plate. Um, preferably, I'm going to go with some kind of ridged crisp. And Ugh. for these purposes, salt will do just fine. Mm. I don't like the idea Second. of that. Don't you think that the, that the outer pie the crust of the pie or the pastry is enough and you don't need to encrust it in bread but it's the combination of the two things isn't it that's what makes it no i don't like that it's like well hang on look at the royals who have a fucking a pheasant in a chicken in a goose in a fucking ostrich nobody's saying you don't need all that outer layers because the, the little one does the job do they it's Look excess. At the state of them. This is the, the this is my excess. 
<laughs> you're living to excess, are you? I'm living to excess this by having bread around the... <laughs> One Christmas, we uh, we got a three-meat uh, sort of thing. Okay. For was Christmas. it a tomato and Christmas? It, it, got... it was a tomato Christmas too. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a cherry tomato in a normal tomato in a beef tomato? <laughs> yeah. What's a beef tomato? Just a bigger tomato. <laughs> What's that? Just bigger, is it? Never heard of that. This is just a tomato. Yeah, just a bigger tomato. What's I don't beef? know why, why it's beef? called beef. I've always wondered. <laughs> I've always wondered why it's called it's, beef. It's, yeah, we need to find that out. But yeah, anyway, the, that. It, it was for Iceland. It wasn't one main meat for a okay. tomato Christmas. Okay, it was it was like a side meat, but it 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 had like turkey, pork, and someone else. I don't know what it was. But like it was all meshed together. It was awful. It was absolutely disgusting. Well, like How did they get three, meats to combine? Three things of meat just like mixed it, it was together. Like, you know, like that ice cream that they, where it's got strawberry and vanilla and mm-hmm. chocolate. Yeah. Is it Neapolitan? It is Neapolitan, yeah. Well done. It, it was like that. It was like that, but in in a meat. Nothing Awful like joining stuff. it. Like I mean, it was all joined. Like nothing separating it. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I'm I'm sad that I've brought it up actually because I've blocked it out of my mind. I can't <laughs> remember much about it apart from the fact that it was hideous. <laughs> so I remember that much about it. It was it was absolutely awful. Well, Leon also asked yeah, to move on. Leon disgusting. Leon also asked, "What mm-hmm. is there anything you like that's weird?" I think we know Lisa's. Answer, and maybe my pie sandwich is a weird thing that I like and other people might think it's weird. What about you? I don't like anything weird because it's not weird to me. Oh, what well, he said, what other people would it. consider weird is what he said. What like what I like? Is he asking about then, you do know, you eat anything activities? that you like? Do you eat anything that you like? Oh other eat. people would consider weird. I didn't I didn't hear that. Well, it's all about food. Yeah, let's this is our foodie is this episode. What, this is all about. <laughs> it's a foodie episode, is it? Yeah. I was wondering why like you're asking about food. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, them hairy bikers. They look they look nice on the telly, but I, you know, they put your windows out, wouldn't they? Them hairy bikers. That, I think that, it's all they're just show, ruffians. I think it's all a show. I, I think it, I think they're ruffians. I think they'll kick your head in there. <laughs> Any anyway, I know I don't eat anything out the ordinary. I'm a I'm a very Plain man, I don't don't eat anything at all. That's out the yeah. Anyway, before we move off from the food, because I feel yeah. like this is a one sided conversation about food. I like from I like very. This is you. I like the most plain things, and my wife has to buy it, make it, and serve it to us. She probably fucking puts it in yeah. your mouth as well, or blends it, so you don't even have to chew it. Yeah, this is you. <laughs> yeah, this is you. <laughs> Yeah, this is you. Uh, it's you, that one is. One more thing. You said you were going yeah, to have Yeah, what's wrong a, with that? You're going to have a big reveal on the uh, mints front. Oh, yeah, that. Well, I, I got a lot of abuse <laughs> from the fear of the, uh, touching, <laughs> touching the meats from, from various people here uh, last week. Um, but the, the thing is, it was a lie. I didn't even touch the meat. I got the wife to do it. <laughs> You're too, too afraid to touch it. <laughs> I was too afraid to touch it, so I didn't even do it. No, I didn't, well, it didn't even touch the meat. So I there's the reveal. 
Oh, I tell you what, do you want to hear about the Sri Lankan cook update? <laughs> update? Have I previously heard of them? Well, I've, no, I've, I said last week uh, there was a Sri Lankan lady came in. Oh, yes, food. you did tell us about that, didn't you? Well, I've just had yes, some sir, lovely, you did tell us that. Go on. lovely, lovely spicy prawns that she made, um, which were delicious. One of the other tubs, right. I had a little look inside. She's just chopped up loads of hot dogs. <laughs> it's just laziness. Well, there's like saucing that on it, but I, I don't think that's a classic <laughs> Sri Lankan dish. <laughs> Still is it? And that's, also, that's, you know what? You want to get sacked. No, but you know, get like br- she's here to make like f- food, like traditional food and stuff that I've ne- I can't make myself. The hot dogs are in the fridge. For when I just want a hot dog, I don't want the I don't want the two things mixed. <laughs> now I haven't got now I haven't got any hot dogs. <laughs> it, it's 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 her own dish that she's just made up. You see, I haven't tried it yet. I tell you what, it looks dogs. like tomorrow night. I'm gonna try and put it. I'm gonna make baked potatoes and put it on there because it looks like it would be good on there. You're gonna make baked potatoes and I'm put it on top of the hot dogs. Bake potatoes and put the, these like what I presume are spicy hot dogs on top of the. You're potatoes. not gonna make baked potatoes. What do you think? What do you mean make? I'm, I'm gonna bake them. Uh, yeah. How else do you do it? Like well, that's what you said. I'm gonna make baked potatoes. Uh-huh. I don't know. You bake them. Yeah. But well, you I... said you're gonna make baked potatoes. Uh-huh, I am. <laughs> well, that's all right. That's all I said. <laughs> You've very defensive on you. I feel like I'm being gaslit by you. <laughs> Come on, I'm going. I do not gaslight. I don't you do would, that. You would say that. <laughs> well, I would, wouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Go on, tell us. You know what? Questions from Davey. What well, my Davey, okay. um, who also wrote a nice thing on the iTunes reviews and stuff like that. The things that we live for, Cliff. Mm-hmm. You wrote a nice one. Did you? Did you see it? I had a look at it after you said, but uh, I would, I'll leave it to you to read out. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll read it out. Davy has said this is my favorite podcast, which yes. is very kind of him. Uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but was delighted to come across this one. It's like listening to your two mates chatting about nostalgic things you love, such as retro TV and games. Very funny. Down to earth, lads. No egos. He's wrong well, about he doesn't that. Know you, you. Does he? <laughs> <laughs> and comfortable talking off the cuff, who passion, who talk passionately about their chosen subjects, tell it like it is. Absolutely class. So that's that nice. was very kind of Davey. Oh, that's lovely it of Davey, was. isn't it? That's really nice. It um, is. He'll be on the podcast in a, in a few weeks' time, won't he? We're going to get him on, talk about a few we things. Um, yeah, that's lo- that's and lovely of him. Yeah. It is, and he also has a question for us as well. Okay. And there's a little bit of story of the story that goes with this question. But Davey wants to know um, if you were going to look like a serial killer, who would it be? <laughs> well, now, Cliff, <laughs> I, I, I think that you've got a look of the murderous nurse Beverly Allett. <laughs> Do you? Is it the yes? Tits? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's the, it's the short hair and the brooding sort of face. Okay, That's what it is. all right. Um, brooding's probably the wrong word for that woman. <laughs> it's a sultry face. Um, <laughs> uh, if you look, if so, if I had to choose 
a serial, serial killer, killer look like who would I look like yeah mm-hmm. um well you are, I've just been watching that program the serpent and you actually look like that fella oh certainly in a program so you're you're sure. sorted mm-hmm. you're sorted he's swarthy is that a still acceptable term swab <laughs> swab sophisticated no a bit dark. I think, don't think you're allowed to say right. it. Um, I don't know where you said it now. It's too late. I don't know what it means, to be honest. Just heard people say it. But I know what it, I know how it manifests itself. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> uh, so I look like him. What's his name? Like this fella, do you know? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm gonna, I'll Google it while we're on. He's, he's Turkish fella. I think he, the, the program is pretty good. I think you'd, I think you'd like it. Um, it's well, I was asked to watch it. I was asked to watch it by the wife, and I refused because all the football was up. So I, they, they've watched it, and I haven't. I, I just was watching the second episode there. I'm not sure I like it, to be honest. Um, he's called Charles Sabraj, a con man Ooh. and murderer. Um, right. So, yeah, essentially, he operates in the Southeast Asia, Thailand, and that, that kind of area. Mm-hmm. And uh, he befriends young couples who are like on these kind of hippie holidays to find themselves and all of that and uh, ends up winning that trust, getting them to, Uh and basically he cons them out of whatever money and savings and all that they've got. Then he murders them. Uh, That's nice. I'm not sure I'm wholly into it yet, but I like, I, I I do like the sunglasses that they wear, so. Might keep, it, might keep it on. This is there's nothing better than winning somebody's trust. It's the it, it's know. the best victory. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't know. <laughs> I'll find it's it's the victory to, to beat all victories. Yeah, That's but you've you've always been a, a very uh... <laughs> yeah <laughs> a very what? <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> It's best left unsaid. People are wary. One, People are wary around me, but you. <laughs> well, that's because you look like Beverly Allen. I, I, you know what? I've got no idea who she is. She's the murderous nurse, despicable person. You I don't. Her, you I keep. I, I, I understand the description, but I don't know who she is. Right. Well, yeah, she's an awful person, but you do look like her, so you know. Well, but I think I'd like to be uh, alien. Surely, Bundy. Really? Well, she looks a bit like a man well, anyway. Who's a Jeffrey Dahmer? Nah, he you, looks like you Stephen wanna... King, doesn't he? A little, no, a little bit, maybe. Yeah, he made zombies out of people, didn't he? Oh, he yeah, tried to. Not, not nice. <laughs> no, because nice. it's not possible, is it? Um, That's not, Richard, not at all. Ramirez. What about Ramirez? Tim? He's got no teeth, doesn't he? He's he looks evil. Really I might evil. just go for a classic Pol Pot. <laughs> Paul Potts, that this, that singer. How many times <laughs> are you gonna do that? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to look like Paul Potts, no Don't dig up his patio. Um <laughs> what else is happening? Is our friend Danny's birthday today? This uh, yes. Uh, he'll... Look, there's a story. There's a story attached to this. Uh, this question, though, that I want again before. Oh, we spoke, we were, oh shit! Yeah. About the, it went to the, the lovely, lovely, the lovely it? <laughs> it, it did take a, a bit of a life in its own because it was on Twitter. And uh, Davy was asking us on Twitter 
He said that he had walked past somebody in the street who looked like uh, Harold Shipman. <laughs> and, uh, wouldn't, wouldn't you want to change your appearance if you look like a serial killer? And I, was, I said, yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's, that's terrible, that. And we're getting into it and stuff, having a little bit of, of to and fro, back and forth and that. And then this person appeared. It was Harold Shipman yeah. saying, what's wrong with looking like me? Like, <laughs> well, like, uh, eh, Shipman Party account? <laughs> it was. He's, he's since changed his uh, changed his account into something else. Into just a, a normal man now, so he's obviously a normal guy <laughs> who's been running a shipment parody account. He's <laughs> not a normal man now. He's, he's there was a, a documentary about um, about boxing, and there's this crime guy who, who supposedly is big in boxing. He's changed his name to him. Oh, has he? It was weird. Yeah, Whoever yeah, it yeah. is, weird. So yeah, Harold Shipman popped up. And stuff, and I, I asked him to leave us alone. I, I don't have a pension. Leave us alone. He said, <laughs> he was "Yes, quite sassy, now. wasn't he?" He was, yeah, he was. But that was that was weird. That was it really was. really strange. Well, that was odd. Mm-hmm. I think I was about to say happy birthday, Danny. Yes, happy birthday, Danny. Um, tell you what would be good with Danny. He messages us loads after every episode, which is great. I love the crack. Do it in public, Danny. People look like will look like we're popular. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> anyway, something, to think, something to think about as you enter your 40th year, old friend. <laughs> Just leave that with you. Just leave that with you, Danny. No, happy birthday, mate. You're going to be on in a few weeks as well. Um, mm-hmm. So looking forward to that. Um, other friend news. Um Unfortunately, our mate Dan's not doing, uh, he's not feeling very well. Uh, so he'll be listening at mm-hmm. some point. I'm going to say, get well soon, Dan, on here. But I hope by the time you listen to this, you're absolutely fine and you're out of hospital and stuff. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Get Top back on your man, feet soon, Dan. mate. Yeah. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant fella. And he, he also will be on again soon. We've got a question from the incomparable Ainsley Jarvis. Okay. And uh, he wants to know, why are you two such a big bunch of twats? <laughs> Probably because we couldn't give a flying fuck what you think, Mr. Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with that. Who is it? I'd agree with Who is that. it? Do we know? I, I've just made that one up, to oh, be honest. Okay. <laughs> but if, if anybody can guess, uh, who Ainsley uh, Jarvis is in a film, if anybody can guess what oh, film he's from, okay. you get extra character. marks. Character in a film? Yeah. He's a, he's a character in a film, yes. Okay. Watch that. We're talking about some no. music, aren't we? We are talking about some music, yes. And uh, and this is this is your choice this week. So We're going to talk about singer, songwriter, frontman, mm-hmm. uh, Steve Mason, who people might yes. know or might not know, but he was the singer in the beta band in the 90s who were a real cult favorite that kind of imploded but we'll talk about that a little bit more you since had a couple of kind of solo ventures but under different names before going fully solo in about 2009 2010 i think with his first mm-hmm. solo album uh boys outside um he's had three other albums after that under his own name uh nothing for a couple of years uh but he's one of my if not my like kind of biggest favorite solo artist that's out there at the moment or over the last 10 years or so i absolutely Mm -hmm. love him i've seen him loads of times his music means a lot to us 
Uh, yeah. Got us through thick and thin and been big parts of my life here and there and everywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. So I know what I think about them. But for you, I don't yes. think you'd really heard any of your solo stuff before. We used to have some I hadn't. band stuff. Um, what, yeah. what 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 did you know of them? What did you think when I mentioned it? When you well, when you first mentioned it, I, I, I didn't. I'll be honest, I didn't know. I didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. Um, but since sort of, I listened to all of his albums yesterday and a couple of uh, EPs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I, I honestly, I think it's absolutely fantastic. It's absolutely brilliant. The thing that gets me is, is the albums are so different. Yeah. It's very difficult to sort of pin down what type of music it is. It's, mm-hmm. it's like an amalgamation, a mix of of loads of different stuff. But yep. it it works. It just works. It I was I, I was really sort of interested to listen to the lot because you know there, there was a lot of listening to do yesterday mm-hmm. for albums and stuff like that. Well, you it's didn't have to do it all in one day. I didn't have to. That, that's me. That's me. Point. But I want. I, I want to do after listening to the like the, the first album. Um, which is kind of like new ordery type stuff, isn't it? But again, very yeah, difficult yeah. to pin down because mm-hmm. there's lots of different sort of influences and stuff like that going on. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to listen to the rest of the stuff. It yep. wasn't like a pain that I had to. Mm-hmm. I wanted. I wanted to. So I, I was really surprised that I, I, I really liked it. You know, I'd mm-hmm. heard of the better band and stuff like that from like, like High Fidelity and you know stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I was, I was well impressed. Like I thought, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. But you are a big fan, aren't you? Yeah, well, so um, just going back to the beta band, beta band, beta band, what, what how are you pronounce it? Beta band in high fidelity terms. Um, beta. So most people probably know that song or know who they are because of that. The high fidelity yeah. film with John Cusack, uh, based on uh, the book. Um, Nick Hornby, Nick Hornby, yeah. At one point in the film, he goes, I'm now going to sell, what, five copies of the three EPs by the Beta Band. And he puts on a song, uh, which is Dry the Rain, which is like their kind of masterpiece. I think everybody probably thinks that. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you remember listening to the Beta Band for the first time when we were about 14, 15? Maybe it was 16 or so, I can't remember. Yeah, well, I I, I listened back to the the three EPs uh, album and it it was all sort of coming back. It was us sort of you know listening to them and stuff mm-hmm. like that, especially you know that 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 song, which is the the first song on three P's, isn't it? Which one? The, the dry um, the rain. That that one. Dry the rain. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so that kind especially of kicked that career, which is mad mm-hmm. because it pretty much is a masterpiece. I think, and like for that <laughs> to be the first song on your first EP is like yeah, mind blown. But but also. The band totally imploded and yeah. couldn't live up to that early hype for whatever reason. So uh-huh. maybe the fact that that masterpiece was the first song and most people heard from them wasn't that good for the band in the long run. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's one of them things, isn't it? But you prefer to have it that, that way, I yeah. guess. At least we've got had a masterpiece, yeah. you know. Well, we I but remember. I mean, it- um, we used to go to our mate Paul Wilson's house and play on uh, Championship yeah. Manager and stuff, and I would. Oh, you take turns with music, and I would bring tapes around that I'd made or whatever. And uh, one week I brought round mm-hmm. tape that I had this the, the bit about third EP on. Um, by which point I remember there was a lot of stuff in Enemy and all that stuff about them, but it, you couldn't get the first two yeah. EPs, they were super like rare. Uh, but the third one, 
mm-hmm. was just out. You could get it. And I was like, right, I'm going to get it because if it goes the same way as these other two, I might never see it again. So I had no idea what it sounded like or yeah. anything. Um, and uh-huh. it's not, you know, when you're 15 or 16 and you're like Oasis and Blur and Ocean Colour Scene and all of that, these immediate catchy uh-huh. you know, songs that sound like the Small Faces or the Beatles or, or whoever. Um that third EP, yeah, uh, I think it's called Los Amigos del Bita Bandidos or something like that. Something like that, anyway. Um, the <laughs> yeah. songs on it are uh-huh. Push It Out, Needle in My Eyes, Dr. Baker, and um, oh, what's the mm-hmm. last one on it? Uh, anyway, I remember putting it on and I just remember you hearing Push It Out and just be going, because it essentially is just him going, push it out. Push it all out for yeah. for about four minutes, uh-huh. um, and you like a bit <laughs> like what the fuck's this? Um, and I get and I totally got it because I can't say I immediately loved it the first time I heard it. And then they brought their first album out, and yeah. a second album, and a third album. And I think when the by the time the first album came mm-hmm. out, Steve Mason, it was one of those Lars kind of situations when he was just like, "It's fucking shit. Uh-huh. Nobody should buy it." <laughs> yeah. Of an EMI going, I think what the he fuck? told NME that it was it was shit. Was <clears throat> yeah, and all of his bandmates are sitting there, you know, during the interview, thinking, "Shit, you fuck with it." Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. But that, that's just I think that's just the kind of guy he was, isn't he? I mean, he, he suffered from depression, didn't he? That's that's the yep. thing. Yeah. Um, and I, I think one of the other band members did the original songwriter in the band. He. He suffered from depression yeah, as well, and I, I um, love him, and that's as well. why he sort of blames that that off. Yeah, I've I've seen uh-huh. that guy as well. I love him. He's still more idiosyncratic, shall we say, uh, his stuff. He goes by the name Lone Pigeon, called Gordon Gordon uh-huh. Anderson. I've seen him play a few different gigs. He ended up being in a band called the Aliens, which was him and the rhythm section from the Bitter Band, like back together. Um, and I love that band as well. Right. So after the bit of band split up, the uh-huh. original guy who he actually was sectioned and very uh, yeah, like in a, hospital and yeah, everything. A lot, a lot of like ups and downs with that guy. He's like this kind of mm-hmm. Sid Barrett kind of genius that kind of comes and goes out of like being in a band and then just disappearing for ages and stuff. Um, yeah. So yeah, like you say, these uh, Steve Mason and him like. Sh- were the founder members that kind of shared in a, a flat all his songwriting and in yeah Gordon Anderson's yeah. like behavior and and I think a lot of drug taking a lot of like lysergic acid and mushrooms yeah. and shit like that kind of rubbed off on him a bit and he mm-hmm. didn't kind of come out of it. Um there was one point where before I moved here actually like I say there's a couple of bits where the, he plays a big part of my life. Um two things. Mm-hmm. The first one I'll mention now is uh I used to work for a newspaper and it was restructuring and they were going to let, there were six people in my job and uh, in my role across three newspapers and they were going to join them Mm -hmm. together and only have five people. So one person was going to lose their job. And I thought Mm -hmm. it would be me because I was the newest person in that role, the youngest, the least experienced at it. I mean, I thought I was good at it, but also I'm the first one in and least experienced. First one out, yeah. And I also had a uh, didn't necessarily get on with the big boss uh, then, who 
I did at one point, but then took a bit of a dislike and do it for, for something. And I thought, well, both of those things together, I'm, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So what we had to do was uh, basically go in front of like a Dragon's Den kind of panel uh, where they would interview yeah, everyone. Apply for your jobs. Reapply for the job that I had, yeah. yeah. Um, so there was this panel, there was a... She was on it, the one who we'd kind of fallen out with, and two other people that I hadn't worked with, different newspapers and all of that. One was the kind of one of the bosses of the whole company. And uh, one of the questions was, and I knew what the question was coming, I must have known because I'd prepared it, was um, like, who is your hero? Who do you respect? Yeah. Um, and I said Steve Mason. Obviously, they didn't really know who he was. Uh, yeah. So I described him a bit because I'd just seen him not so long before that at a, a gig in Edinburgh um, in mm-hmm. a place called The Archers, which is essentially like an arch, like in under it, like a, a cave, like in a, yeah. a bat of rocks. And there was this night where essentially he did an acoustic gig where he told stories and answered questions before and after and then did an acoustic uh-huh. gig. And uh, mm-hmm. he told a story about how when he was in the uh, bitter band, I don't know, they were sitting in EMI's office and they're like Pepsi of offering a million quid. And I'm, this isn't the right story, but just for example, Pepsi, yeah. well, a million quid for Dry the Rain to be in their next uh, album, uh, the, uh-huh. the next advert. Uh, yeah. And he just went, Pepsi, I'm not, I'm not, but I'm not interested in like my music's not commercial, it's not for sale, it's not, yeah, uh, I'm not going to sell out like it's it's art. Uh, uh-huh. and obviously, like you said, the other guys were probably like, fucking hell, <laughs> and, uh, but, yeah, well, I mean, that, that's weird because I, I actually listened to an interview with him today, and he, 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 he sort of you know recounted that that story when he was just about to sign a big contract and stuff mm. like that. and uh, some guy rang each manager, rang him up and said, Oh, this uh, this this advert for a car, whatever yeah, wants to, be, uh, yeah. to have your, your song in, in the advert. Yeah. And he just went, you know, no, I have got no interest in doing that at all. I'm, <laughs> I don't want to sell out. That's that's what he was saying. I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it. Do you know what I mean? So I think that parts of the retro company and, and stuff like that dropped them for the refusal to let that yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, that would have been a, that would have got the more exposure, would have ultimately sold the more records and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so here I was in front of this panel, mm-hmm. essentially begging for my job, saying my hero is a man that just didn't sell out. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking, mm-hmm. and the thing was, I'd already applied for the job out here. I had no idea I was ever going to get it or not, but I kind of uh, it was in the it was in the works. And I thought, you know yeah. what, fuck it, I'll stick to my guns. Like, I'm not going to beg for a job I've already got because somebody doesn't like us for a really irrational uh-huh. reason. So I think, it's, basically, I got the job out here and it didn't make yeah. any difference. But it turned out that the main head of the company like liked me answer and didn't want mm-hmm. to let us go. But obviously, at that point, I was like, well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm leaving anyway. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's, that was, strange. that's strange, that, because... Uh, I mean, I know I talk about my dad quite a lot. I have on this particular episode anyway. But uh, my dad had to do a very similar thing when he worked for Sunland. Sunland got relegated. And they were, uh, he worked for something called Football in the Community, yeah. which was like going to schools and, and coaching kids and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I mean, it was really successful. I'm sure that they 
might have gone to your school when you were a kid. Yeah, there'll be so loads of people came, listening who know who know of it. And might. So I mean, he had to do exactly the same thing. He had to go in and speak to Bob Murray and you know the chief executive. And he had to apply for his job. Back. Ficklin. He, I think he just ref- yeah, Ficklin. Uh huh, Ficklin. Uh, he always says that Ficklin said, "Well, football in the community has got to cut its own cloth, Stu." And <laughs> my dad went, "It's a charity." It's a charity. <laughs> so in the end, my dad refused to do it and just just left. He yeah. stuck to his guns and yeah, like Steve Mason's like second album was was out, and the second album, Monkey Mind in the Devil's Time, uh, yeah. which I think is his. I love his first album. It's very like a personal, low key kind of electroacoustic kind of thing. Like you say, a little bit new ordery, but. I don't know, it's like, it's very stark electro. There's some quite emotional, yeah. like, uh, like downbeat songs on there. But Monkey Mind the Devil's mm-hmm. Time, 20 songs. It's fucking right in your face. It's very political. He's standing uh-huh. up for it. He's like out of the blocks at that point. Like, and I think that yeah. don't give a fuck attitude, like, goes, is what, like, yeah, yeah, fuels yeah. that. And that was out. And I thought, uh-huh. you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> Whatever. I'm yeah, like, there's some changes in my life. I'm feeling a bit better about myself. I feel like I've got a bit yeah. of confidence to take some inspiration from this guy, especially having mm-hmm. just seen him in this intimate gig where he kind of told that story. It was fairly powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and thought, you know what, I'll just, I, I, yeah. I really respect this guy. Let's try and live by that mantra for at least now and see if it makes <laughs> yeah. any difference. <laughs> And it, it obviously did for you, didn't it? And that's, I think that's that's great. Yeah, I mean, it's worked out, I think. <laughs> in, that album's brilliant. It's almost like a, a concept mm. album, really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. In a way that's structured and stuff, isn't yeah. it? But, I mean, if you if you can make a song, right, with a Formula One car, ch- changing gears and accelerating and make <laughs> it work, I think I think that's pretty genius. That yeah, thing, yeah. That, so. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> With some Portuguese commentator just going over it and stuff. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah good. What What did you like then? Like, like you said, you listened to what four uh-huh. albums? I'm guessing. Um, what What did you What did you think? What did What stood out? Well, I was I was just impressed. I was just impressed with his songwriting. I was impressed with his voice as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, it's. I mean, like I'm very similar to you. I, I really enjoyed the the second album. I think that's probably the one that I've listened to certain songs a little bit more mm-hmm. than the other ones, but they're all good. I mean, that's not to say that, you know, the other ones, the earlier ones and the later ones aren't good because they are, mm-hmm. they're really good. He's just a very, very good songwriter. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the songs that I like, are like uh, fight them back yeah. and stuff like that, which is amazing. That amazing. I think I it, it is. It's absolutely class. Absolutely brilliant. And the thing is, like, when you listen to a certain song, you think it's going to go in one direction, and all of a sudden it kind of twists and goes somewhere else mm. because of the music style, because of the different influences, I think. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that one in particular, the Fight Them Back, where he's uh, sort of singing about, you know, giving them a boot and all that. Yeah. But uh, kicking a baseball bat and stuff. Yeah. Ah, it's like, just like I said, just that's just that album just has it like right. Fuck it, the things are going to shit. Let's try and take them on a bit, and uh, you doesn't yeah yeah doesn't hold anything back. No, no, it's very like you said, it's very political. Um, and obviously at that time it was like you know Gulf War and stuff like that, and play with his war mongering and and stuff mm-hmm. like that, wasn't it? Yeah. And there's a bit at the end of the song where Blaze say uh, he's, he's talking about Libya. I think he says, well, the thing about Libya is. 
it's a it's a gold mine. <laughs> and that just shows the yeah. shows what Blair was all about, wasn't it? Yeah. It's just all about, you know, going to these, you know, countries in the Middle East and trying to screw them for what you can get. Yeah. Um, I saw him too at this gig in Newcastle, a, a tiny place, and he did dry the rain. And like right at the end, that was just like that was the first time. It was not the first time I've seen him do it, I think. Although I can't remember. I saw the bitter band play at Tea in the Park, and I, I was entirely underwhelmed by the performance. Like I was, uh, so it was a uh -huh. festival gig. It was just didn't really do anything. I think it was towards the end of when there were things obviously weren't going that great for them. And you know, I love the band. Uh, I have to say, like, a, I don't love the albums. I think he's probably right in that in that sense. There's some great songs yeah. on them, um, but I much uh -huh. prefer his solo stuff. Um, mm -hmm. There's a couple of albums he went under the name King Biscuit Time for an album and Black Affair for another album. Yeah. That one's a lot more electro. That's quite good if you like electro stuff. Um, King Biscuit Time is probably a little bit more of an acquired taste. But yeah, like the solo stuff, I've seen him then, I've seen him at festivals and this gig at the Arches in Edinburgh, uh, where he was like doing this little acoustic thing and a little QA. And then he did a, a DJ set afterwards and it was me and Jane. And I think we might have been the only people there and we were in this kind of cave thing. Jane doesn't drink now, but she did at the time. So we'd obviously had a few drinks just dancing to like this 80s electro pop. It was amazing, like yeah. Depeche Mode and stuff like that in a cave being played by one of my heroes. It was like, it's just amazing, right? <laughs> it's mental, isn't it? Uh, it was it's, like a private DJ. <laughs> it was great. So I absolutely love them. Like, uh, mm -hmm. so yeah, that first album, Boys Outsider. I love, um, you know, I'm Just a Man and Lost and Found are two great yeah. songs on there, I think. Um, Boys Outside's really good as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'll listen to an acoustic one because there's a yeah. lot of them that he's done that acoustically yeah, on as well YouTube, afterwards. There's a clip yeah. of him on YouTube playing that acoustic at some little studio thing, mm -hmm. very simple. It's great. And his voice. Yeah. It's amazing. He's got a really kind of unique voice. It's his voice that kind of binds all this, His voice binds it all together, I think. Like you said, there's different styles, but you yeah, can tell it's him it because of that. His songwriting quality and uh -huh. his voice. Um, yeah, and then the second one, you've yeah. got... Um, I mean, it's not a voice that's going to play like stadiums or anything like that, is it? But, you know he's not I mean? belting it out. You know, He's not a, that, a jagger, he? like running down a runway, yeah. like belting stuff out. No. But, you know, I've, I've seen yeah. him play festivals and you know, the band does a good job, especially when he's playing stuff like Fight Them Back, and that's it's great. Um, but also on the second yeah. album is um, A Lot of Love, which is was mine and Jane's first dance at the wedding. Um, yeah. And we've got, like, the lyrics on the wall uh, in our place and stuff here. Well, not on the wall, but that's... on a picture. Um, yeah. Just love, love that song. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, the next album, Meet the Humans, is kind of refined, just took that style and took it on. I've just been reading an interview with him where he said he felt that was Steve Mason by numbers a little bit, uh, which I can mm -hmm. kind of see his point of view on. Um, yeah. Because it takes, it doesn't do a huge about turn. But I don't think mm -hmm. you need to do that as, a, as an artist or as a musician. You don't need to make every album different. Um, but then the latest one, I no, thought you might I mean, like, the, the, the last... Well, the last two are, you know, pretty pretty similar, aren't they? I think it's more poppy kind of of stuff. Yeah. Um, especially compared to the second one, which is like, it's like I say, it's it's a bit of a, a concept album almost. Yeah. Well, the, but, the last uh, one about the light, which is pretty much like a 
a straight up like mod kind of R and B kind of sound, isn't it? Like this. Yeah, like, well, it's, 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 I mean, there's loads of influences in there that I, I sort of heard anyway. I mean, there's uh, there's one uh, there's one song which is just is Pink Floyd's. You know, there's. Uh, I think it's is it Fox on the Rooftop? Is that what it's called? Yeah, I think that's I think, what yeah, it's called. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just time. It's just time. The guitars, just time from uh, Dog Side. <laughs> well, of the, the guitar um, on that album is a guy. Uh, there's a band called Little Barry that I think you would like. Mm-hmm. Uh, that play like kind of like really high, high powered kind of R and B with this really talented guitarist called Barry, and he's the kind of guitarist and the band leader on this album, which is why it has that. Well, one of the reasons it has that kind of feel, whereas the yeah. previous ones are like Steve Mason doing everything himself for a couple of you know yeah. guys who are his band. This time he's got like a, it's more of a band sound mm-hmm. because he's got like a full band together that in this guy's influence, and I think you can tell. Um, so yeah, Little Barry is another recommendation, a bit more straight up rock and roll kind of stuff, but that guitar mm-hmm. is great, and yeah, he's on that album. But yeah, I've, I don't know if you read interviews with him, like he's. Married, got a kid, and he's saying like, "I'm." Um, apparently, got yeah. loads of like, uh, he got some abuse, being like, "Oh, well, this isn't as interesting as when you did those other albums." And he's like, "Well, <laughs> sorry, I'm not making sad songs for you anymore because I'm fucking happy and I'm married and I'm not, I'm not trying to fucking jump off cliffs and shit like that anymore." <laughs> I, I have actually, I've, I've, I've read a few interviews with him. And I've, I've listened to a few interviews um, on on YouTube and stuff like that, and he, he just seems like a, a really down-to-earth guy, like a really yeah. nice guy. I think that was the thing, because if you... I think on... Especially when the Bitter Band and stuff came out, and maybe when the first came out... So, when he first came out solo, obviously he was going through some, like, bad stuff. Yeah. Probably not uh-huh. his best self in interviews and stuff like that. Um, uh-huh. But that was that thing. Like, I've seen him a few times when he's a lot happier and uh, very candid and stuff like that, which, you know, I, I kind of could uh, get on board with. Um, I just think, yeah, well, fucking good on him. <laughs> good on him. He is normal. Like he, 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 he's he he I mean, that, that kind of thing as well. No, no, he's not a sky, isn't he? That comes from his music and, and stuff as well. But uh, I mean, obviously, he was he was a young man when he was in the better band and stuff like that, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, it's completely different when you get older, aren't you? Mature yeah, and stuff like that. But all the interviews that I've uh, that I've listened to, like I've, like I've just mentioned, he just seems like a, a top bloke, a, a nice fella. He talks a lot of sense, and he's talking about you know rather than going on social media and stuff like that and having to go at people on Twitter, it's better to just you know walk around, give people a smile and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean he did get in a bit that. of. That's uh... He did have a little bit of controversy where he had to go at Sophie Ellis Baxter on Twitter. Yeah, he said he mentioned that. He mentioned that. I but, think he I said mean, like he felt is that not too him. easy to do in this, this yeah, world really. that we're living. Yeah, you know what I mean, he's just sent one tweet and then he's been accused of being a misogynist. Or yeah, whatever, I mean, he had a, which obviously was, isn't the case. There was a pile on, and he said, "Look, fucking hell, like, yeah, I can see why uh, you said that. Why it was wrong." Yeah, he said he, he shouldn't have done it, and you know, but. But I think one of the things with that was people were surprised it's that tweet, it came from it? him, like uh, because he's mm-hmm. normally so well respected and, and well thought of and doesn't say anything daft. I think part of it was that people were a bit surprised that he he had done something like that. But we all make mistakes. We all, say all daft human, things, and it's very easy exactly. to do on Twitter yeah. and say say the wrong yeah, thing. You know, like so. Is, yeah. 
I, I don't think it, I'd certainly mm-hmm. wouldn't hold anything against him for that. He was wrong, but he said he was wrong. Yeah. Like, uh, um, yeah. So it's I think legal. you're right, and also like talking about uh, very open about his mental health struggles and stuff. I think good on. Not many people do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he. Yeah, I think. He, he does. He does talk openly about that. And the, I mean, the good thing is that, you know, like I, I say from the interviews that I've listened to, he just seems like a normal guy, you yeah. know, just a, a normal happy guy. And that that's that's a good thing because I obviously went through a lot of stuff. He disappeared for two weeks, didn't he? Yeah, in, well, in like I read an interview. 2006 or something, he yeah, disappeared. Read, read an interview in The Guardian where the guy's called, yeah, I was in his house interviewing about his new album. And by the time I got back to my apartment, he had mm-hmm. gone missing. And nobody knew where he was. <laughs> like, it just shows you how quickly things can turn, or how you can. Nobody knew where somebody. he was. Yeah, and how you can be with somebody and think uh-huh. everything's all right, and then, you know, as soon as you turn your back, yeah, they're not all right, and you don't know, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So I think him talking about that mm-hmm. stuff and being like, yeah, we even lost and found, like the lyrics "lost and found" at the base of a river is about if jumped in Loch, Loch Lomond. Uh, but, yeah, like I mean, it, I think what he said was he was just driving around for two weeks. Looking for trees to crash into at high speed, you know. I mean, that's that's awful, isn't it? Pretty grim. But then, I think where you're at, that, that a lot of it came from like the breakup of of the beta band, wasn't it? Because uh, when they left the record company, they were in massive debt, weren't they? Apparently, the 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 record company one point two million or something <laughs> yeah, like which that. Which is mental. He, he, <laughs> it, it, insane. How how is that possible? Uh, it's strange to me how an artist can sort of leave a record company own their money. No, I agree. Mad, I'm sure it? they agree as well. But uh, you, you get an advance mm. on a record. You're the next big thing. You're going to sell millions. There's a million quid to do whatever you want with because you're going to. You're so nailed on to make millions of pounds because you uh-huh. just everybody's saying you're a genius. You take ages to make an album. It doesn't sound like what people think it's going to sound like. And then before it comes out, you tell everybody not to buy it because it's a load of shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to make that money back. And I know they didn't spend a million on that one album, but you, know, <laughs> you can see how no, the money like, might not get a return on it. And if in your contract yeah. is right, you need to pay it it's back. Like, then. It's like part of his depression almost, isn't it? It's like self-sabotage. He's, yeah. he's almost sabotaged his own, own band or what have you. But I just think it's just just odd that he's he's left the record company, and then they've they've gone well like well you're worth one point two million quid when all he, I mean all he's done is is gone no I won't accept I won't have me uh, me songs on this card or whatever because you know it's yeah. not my thing or whatever yeah no I agree and you know, that's all he's really his, done he stuck to his guns and he's stuck still, to his guns he's still yeah. going. He's married, he's got a kid, mm-hmm. that makes him happy. He's still bringing out albums, he's still got people who love him. Who's to say he did the wrong thing, even if it put him through some tough times well, exactly, at the time? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I said it was the uh-huh. rhythm section that went on to be the aliens. I'm not sure. I think one was the keyboardist, keyboardist and drummer, I think. Anyway, I love this guy. Right. I, I like the bit of bands. I think you've liked listening to the albums. There's also a dub version of the first album. Um, with uh-huh. Dennis Bovell, I think, which is really good, like proper, like yeah, dub, really heavy mm-hmm. but chilled version of that album. That's good. Um, mm-hmm. I would also recommend the Aliens, uh, which are a bit more like kind of halfway between Bit Abandon These and and Steve Mason, um, and 
once you're into that, there's a whole load of offshoots and related artists and stuff like that that you can listen to that uh, bring mm. me unbridled joy. Uh, all, <laughs> all, basically, all of the stuff that the beta band Steve Mason and Lone Pigeon, everything that's around those artists, I like all mm-hmm. of it. Uh, there's loads of stuff yeah. to explore. So once you get into it, you might find that you're yeah. looking at, oh, who's that in that band? And then branching off. Yeah, a bit. it branches off to other places. So, yeah, we've got music. Um, I, I got this one sorted out, so... Uh, you did? Up yours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that the way it works now? It's not a, it's not a collaborative thing, oh, is Sorry, it? I mean, you normally sort the music out, but uh, I was, I'm in a group on Facebook about shoegaze music, which is, uh, I don't know why, a minute, to be honest. I, I, I just wanted to try and get some suggestions for new music. And in the last mm-hmm. few years, I've really got into kind of shoegazy kind of music, which uh, is a shit name for a genre, in it? But like, it's daft. <laughs> what does it mean? I think it's like we sort of a bit because when Ride and My Bloody Valentine, those guys came out, they had so many pedals, they were always looking down because there were so many, All right. many effects on their guitars that they were always yeah. looking down at their feet for what pedals they were pressing. I think that's where uh-huh. it originated. This band, I think, is really good. New band from Verona in Italy, mm-hmm. um, yeah, called You Nothing, mm-hmm. and the song's called Reflexi. And it's out now, it came out on the 1st of February, so we're timely. And uh, it's from an album called uh, Lonely Lovely, uh, which is coming out later this year. Uh, I think this is great. Really, really like it. My kind of thing. This is the kind of stuff I listen to at the moment, to be honest. So uh, uh-huh. it was a pleasant yeah, surprise. I listened to it. I thought it was good too. Yeah, I was, I was uh, well impressed that you, you managed to get a good one. I've done it. Yeah, I've done it. Haven't I? I'll take a back seat <laughs> now for another year. <laughs> I'll sit yeah, back. just just leave it from now. Leave it to me. Leave it to me for now. <laughs> well, I know we've got yeah, some good, good stuff lined up as well, so uh, I'm more yeah, than well. happy to do that. Uh, so yeah, thanks everyone. Um, happy birthday, Danny. Get well soon, Dan. Uh, Davy, again, just say your name again because I just keep mentioning it. And everybody else, <laughs> Leon, Luke, everyone mm-hmm. who's uh, messaged us, been in touch, asked us shit. Thank you. Uh, I think everybody who listens to our podcast or most people will like Steve Mason. So if you haven't well, heard it, good. then go for it. If you have heard it and like him, then join in. Let, let us know, know what your favorites yeah, are and yeah. all that shit. Um, mm-hmm. Follow us on Twitter at F Circus Pod. We're on Facebook. You can listen to us pretty much everywhere and on a new place called Verbal, which I need to tell you about. Um, Verbal? Yeah, very exciting. Verbal Kent. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Um, and yeah <laughs> playing us out tonight is You Nothing with Reflexi see you later pop pickers bye bye <laughs>
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 